Welcome to the Shot of Espresso podcast, presented to you by Ray's Ramblings. Are you on a mission to be great? Because life is way too short to not make the most of it. My name is Ray Gardner, and I wanted this podcast to serve as a mirror, and for you to look in the mirror and hold yourself accountable to be the best version of yourself. Let's be great together. Let's get it, people. What's up, people? Alright, welcome to another episode of the Shada Espresso presented to you by Ray's Rhymeless. So, uh, your boy went on vacation this weekend uh, with one of my best friends. Uh, we grew up in the same neighborhood, got into the same type of crazy stuff, uh, played the same sports, uh, both graduated, um, and we both uh, went to college, graduated from college as well. Uh, we both married. Uh, he had a wonderful daughter with a son on the way. And um, a lot of the conversations we have, um, we, we, we go back and just try to make sense of, like, how did we get to this place in life as far as um, financial success, relationship success, spiritual success. And um, in a neighborhood that we didn't see this happening. Uh, so, like, a lot of us, uh, a lot. Of, this is a person that, like, when I'm going through stuff throughout the week, uh, I'd probably talk to him once a month uh, just to get some perspective. Like, not to be right, just to vent, uh, listen to his perspective. Uh, whatever I'm struggling business-wise or I feel like I need to make some improvement with my, my relationships. This is a person that I come to because he's going to always be honest, upfront, And we both literally come from the same spot. So we both kind of got the same foundation of how we arrive. But yeah, we can never figure out how the hell did we get here. So I wanted to bring him on just to share his perspective, uh, coming from the same neighborhood and the same situation. How the heck did we have seven, we talk about like seven or eight people? Seven or eight people. Seven or eight people in our same exact neighborhood that graduated from high school, college, and, uh, and still heavily involved in their, their children's lives. And uh, we just try to figure out how the hell did this happen in an environment where we didn't see, we barely even seen one person. So, just wanted to bring in uh, one of my best friends on planet Earth, Lonnie Fairfax, man. Lonnie, man, I'm glad you're here, bro. Glad to be here, man. And I didn't tell him much, people. All right? I just told him he was doing this, and then we came to the lab. So, um... He just told me five minutes ago. <laughs> literally five minutes ago. <laughs> and I made up some questions. Um, so, I just really wanted to have the conversation that we have on the phone out loud. So, uh, the biggest thing, um, Lonnie, that uh, you and I grew up seven mile in Evergreen... And a lot of people, I'm sure throughout your life, they say, like, if you can make it, anybody can make it. You made it from Detroit, right? So could you talk about a little bit about um, your experience growing up and how do you believe you arrived where you are today, even though you didn't have too many role models to do so or follow? It's crazy. So it might sound a little bit cliche in a way, to be honest, because you always hear this from people. But I honestly think sports helped me become the person I am just because of the sense that. So let's, let's just take it back a little bit. So when you're looking at, I played basketball my whole life. I played football. We played track. We did everything. We did it all out in the hood. Mm -hmm. um, nothing, obviously not organized, just all getting the boys getting together and all that stuff. But it helped me just kind of become kind of averse, like to different situations gotcha. in life. So I think the thing that helped me the most, though, is getting to that organized sports, right? And ah. then getting my name out there, getting things out there. So when you're looking at it, it's more like a situation of 
me playing basketball is the was the real goal. Um, like I said, it sounds cliche, but I don't think if I if I think I think if I didn't play basketball, I don't think I would have made it out. Because um, it helped me, it helped it helped pave a way for me okay. to get to see more in the world. Really, gotcha. So it's it's crazy because it's really it all came from basketball. I honestly don't think if I didn't if I didn't play basketball, I don't know where I would be at right now. So like was so uh, was basketball. Um, Obviously, it was fun for you, but yeah. but even at that younger age, was that the only thing that one of the few things you had to look forward to, or did it build your confidence, make you who you are, or like was it a life and death situation? Like basketball was the only way out of the situation. I don't did you recognize you was in the situation in the first place? I, I don't think basketball was the only way out. I didn't realize it at that time. I guess more so than anything. I, I think more now as I got older. I'm 31 now. I think now as I got older, that's when I kind of realized that basketball okay. was the way out. But at the time, I was just hooping, having fun. Okay. That's all I was thinking about. I'm like, I just want to hoop. Like growing up, I just want to hoop. You always just want to hoop. That's all you thought about. Hey, where can we find the next basketball court to play at? Mm-hmm. If we had to go over to Peterson Park, if we had to go across the street to Emerson, we just like I gotta find a way to hoop. I don't care what time of the day it is. We used to wake up at 6:30 in the morning. And go hoop before school started. Like we wow. were dedicated yep. outside in the winter. We go shovel the snow right before the right before class started and just go hoop. Like that was life. Basketball was life. But then as I got older, I realized I don't think I truly realized it. Probably until I was after college, after done playing college basketball, after all of that's done, is when I realized like if I didn't play basketball, I don't know where I would be at because that helped me get to so many more places that helped me move over to Grand yeah. Rapids. I don't know if I would have ever went over to Grand Rapids. If yeah. I was basketball, I'd be still probably just, I don't know where I'd be, to be honest. My family split between Flint and Detroit, probably be somewhere in one of those cities. But I just think that it helped me pave a way because like I said, as cliche as it sounds, it's a little bit, it's a little bit harder for us to find a way to, to really get out the hood. Yeah, like, so did you have any, like, growing up, did you have any mentors, people that you looked up to? Like, did you think, like, did you have any people that you looked up to, like, this is who I'm following, and uh, this person played basketball, so I'm going to play basketball, or did you just organically gravitate towards basketball and start meeting people, learning lessons through that? Like, did you know any business owners or people that was, you admired as a, as teachers or, or was basketball was just everything basketball was kind of everything um i didn't really have a mentor outside like my immediate family and stuff um i didn't really have like a mentor that i just looked up to when i was playing um it was just more so like i saw everybody playing basketball and that's what we did we didn't have i didn't have a mentor that i looked up to at all no i didn't know a business owner yeah i didn't know i mean my teachers were fine but i didn't look up to any of them yeah um so do you think when you look back at your life and your career uh, being successful in middle school, being more successful in high school, owning multiple records, and then getting a scholarship to go to college and own the records at that college. Uh, how did basketball develop you as a husband and and more importantly as a father as well? I think it just made me a it just made me a better person overall because I got to see okay. so many I got to see the good of people and I also got to see the bad of people. Okay. Because when when you're bringing in basketball, you're bringing in people from different environments, different cultures. Gotcha everybody's just all clashing and you all have that one team goal, yeah. right? And I was the captain of the team probably 
the last six years that I played basketball. Okay. So from high school from to high school college. to college, okay. I was the captain of the team. So I was the leader of trying to get everybody to come for that one team goal. When okay. you're, you're coming from different environments, we got some people that's coming from. I don't know how to say this. We have people that's coming from privileged situations. Okay. We have people that's coming from not privileged situations. Gotcha. And they're all clashing together. And those are different. Those are completely different people that you have yeah. to put in front of them and realize, hey, we're here for one goal and we all need to get on the same page. Well, I know we all have different backgrounds, mm-hmm. but right here, at least when we're on this court, mm-hmm. we need to all come together and be one because that's the only way we're going to be successful. Wow. So me being the captain of the team, I think that was important and that helped me grow as a person because okay. I got to see so many different lives. I got to hear so many different stories of people about some of the stuff they've done growing up and I got to try to put myself in some of those situations where it's like, all right, I see where he's coming from. I can't relate to him, gotcha. but I need to figure out how to relate to him because ah. that's the only way for this to really be successful. Yeah. Right? If I'm going to be a leader of this team, I can't cater to, to certain people. Yeah. I need everybody to be on the same level, so I need to understand where he's coming from. Wow. So if he's coming from a complete situation that I've ever been in, I need to figure out, all right, try to put myself in his mindset to try to see what's going to motivate him to keep playing basketball. Gotcha. So I think that helped me grow as a person because gotcha. now as a husband and a as a husband and obviously former athlete now, I think that now I feel like any type of situation you put me in, I'm going to thrive because I've seen a lot of, I've heard a lot of stories. I've seen a lot of people put themselves in different situations. I've seen people that started at the top and just got pushed to the bottom because mm-hmm. they just can't thrive in trying to become one as a team. Yeah. They're they're a good individual. Yeah. But they aren't as good in a team environment. They aren't good when trying to become one as a, like one as a team. So I think that helped me become better as a person because uh-huh. now I'm just like, all right, I've heard this story before. I've been through this story before. Gotcha. I know what's upcoming, and it's just helped my mindset just be a little bit better in that situation. Gotcha. So like, so um, would I be accurate in saying like, back in the day it was cultivating the culture for a championship. Yep. Now in your marriage is cultivating the relationship to make your daughter the best version of herself. Yep. So essentially, you still. The captain of your I'm still, team. I'm still the captain of the team right here. I just got to, it's just like kind of a different mindset. Just like you're saying, like now, my goal right now is to have my daughter be better than me. Yeah. And however however that happens, it just needs to happen. So me and my wife need to be on the same page to make sure we get to that goal. Yeah. And then our unborn son here that's going to be here in a few months, that's going to be the same situation. Gotcha. So our goal now is, like you said, I'm still the captain of the ship. We're co-captains. I'm not the captain of the ship. We're co-captains. Gotcha. We're both co-captains of the ship. We need to work together to one one goal, and the goal is to get Ayla to be better than us. Wow. So what? So growing up, growing up, um, obviously you have to have a captain on the team. But we can both understand that. Like it's been times where the captain isn't necessarily the leader. Yep. So uh, is it did uh, growing up in Detroit help you become? A leader because one thing we talked about not too long ago is we was talking about uh, like like I was a captain of every single sport I played you was a captain of every single sport you played you know and we don't know how we arrived but one thing we kind of talked about is like the diversity between going from uh, Detroit to the uh, Livonia Clinsville and that transition uh, helped us yep. so like uh, what are some of the things that allowed you to be the leader it's one thing to be a captain, but it sounds like you was an efficient leader. Yeah. I think it's a, that's a tough question, but I think it's mainly because I had a lot more experience than a lot of those people. 
it's kind of like you said when we go when you go from the Detroit school to Livonia Clarenceville, mm-hmm. a lot of those people haven't done that transition. Yeah, they've only seen one side one side of the kind of the world that they don't know there's a whole another side out there that yeah which is me like I grew up not even knowing so many things I learned at the at Clarenceville yeah I didn't even know some of those things existed yeah but it took for me to get over there to realize that so I think that helped me become so being a leader in that sense is people just looked at me as like well Lonnie's kind of been through some of this he's seen some of this other stuff gotcha. we need to trust him because he also hasn't let us down for some of the things he's done and said. Gotcha. And you have to be a role model. So you have to be like, even though you're a captain on the court, you have to be a captain and a leader off the court too. So you have to make sure obviously your grades are looking good. You have to make sure you're doing the right things outside of that. And I think that's just naturally what happened for me. I was okay. doing things outside of just basketball wow. that people just looked at me as a leader. Okay. You can't just be a leader on the court and then off the court you're failing classes. Yeah. Uh, failing I wouldn't say failing at life but just not doing well overall um so I think being a leader you have to just look at your whole aspect of life and look at it that way so I think that people gravitate gravitated towards me because not only am I trying to help them on the court I am trying to help them off the court as well uh-huh. they know they can come to me for advice they know yeah. if they have a question I'm, they can easily walk over to me and ask me no matter how personal it is they know that I'm going to help them no matter what and, and you think that that transition between going from like the the hood for lack of better terms to a place of a little bit more privilege and opportunity do you think you learning from both environments yeah. uh help you become a stronger leader i think so um because it just helped it just what, what's some of the lessons that you learned uh that you can i know it's tough you probably learned a thousand but like you know uh but as you said it's, it makes sense if you went from detroit that's all you know if you from uh, Livonia, Clansville, Livonia, that's all you know. That's all you know. So when you come from Detroit to Livonia, you learn different things. Yep. And if you never went from Livonia to Detroit, then like this, like you don't have that wealth of experience and and perspectives yep. for like uh, for lack of better words. Yep. So like, what's some of the things that you learned um, in in Detroit uh, and in Livonia, Clansville that allowed you to be the captain that you are? That's a tough question too. Um, Honestly, I think that you have to take one of the things that I'm thinking of right now is you have to kind of take people for who they are. God. Um, which means what? Which means that some people, it, it, it's tough to say this. Yep. Some people come from privilege yep. and they're going to live a privileged life. Gotcha. And you need to take them as who they am, who ah, they are. They gotcha. are going to change who they are. Mm-hmm. But being Ooh. being the person that I am, yeah, you yeah. know that though. You like, all right, I'm coming into the situation. First of all, they're going to look at me funny because they're like, Wait, who are you? Yeah. Like I've let's use use Clarenceville for example. Yeah. I've lived in this city forever. And yeah. Now you're trying to come in here and kind of try to be the leader and the captain of this yeah. team. You don't know anything about Livonia. You don't know anything about Clarenceville. You're right, I don't. But you can help me educate. You can help educate me about it. And that's what you got to just take people for who they are and just kind of use it use it kind of against them, right? So if somebody wants to be kind of a know it all, because they're like you're the new guy here. You just say, okay, you help me. Just You just turn it around on them. Uh, You're right. I am the new guy, but I want to be a leader and I want to understand everything better. So you say, help me edu- help educate me on uh, exactly <laughs> what, what it is that I need to learn about the city and okay. what I need to learn about all these players. And I think just coming from the other side, I think that's helped me realize, like, just take people for who they are. Don't try to go in there and change somebody because then they're not going to like you. Uh, that's not being a good leader. If you walk into an, a new environment... And they're looking at you like, oh, you're the new guy, and you're just coming in here trying to change me. 
They're gonna not like you right off the start. Okay. So you just go in, you take people for who they are. If somebody wants to be kind of a hard ass in a way mm-hmm. and not really accept you as the new guy, you just say, okay, let me take a step back. Let's look at you. Help me understand what I need to know. If you, if you, if because that's that's a, that's something that's happened, right? I've come into the, I've come into the situation in Livonia, and people just look at me like you're the new guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're also the token black guy. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. So yeah. they just look at me like, who are you? Why would you come into this school and think that you're gonna just be the starter of the starter of the basketball team and be the captain of the basketball team when this is your first year into this district, first year in Livonia? Well, because one, my on the court says says that. I'm a, I'm a good basketball player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And two, outside the court, I'm doing what I need to do as well. So Grace that's why that's why they looked at me as that. So I came into the situation, and I think that with my open mind that I have, I walk up to anybody in the school and just say, hey, if not for anybody, for people, I'm thinking just people on the basketball team right here, I walk up to somebody on the team, and if they think that they're better than me in any aspect, they may be. Yeah, and that's where I take it as a learning opportunity. Well, right, educate me on this, because uh-huh. now I want to... now. That's how you just turn it around. Yeah. So you just don't. So you. So then you just. They look at it as a partnership because they ah, just know. Gotcha. Like, all right, he maybe he is on my side. Then he's actually coming to me for advice, even though he's the leader of the team. So then they feel like open and honest with me. So then moving forward, if they have a question, they feel comfortable approaching. Gotcha. Me. gotcha. So I think that just that's one of the biggest things that I learned is just kind of taking people for who they are. Yeah. And not going in there and just trying to change wow. them. Why change them? Yeah. They they've probably been like this forever, right? Yeah. Why would I try to change somebody that I just wow. met? Just take them for who they are, and you just run with it. And yes. just use it to their advantage. Use the words that they're saying to you against them. Yeah. Right? If they come in and say, yeah, I've been I've been the captain of the team forever. Okay, what have you learned as a captain? Can you tell me some of the ups and downs? Can you tell me about some of these players wow. that since you know them, you've known them for the last 15 years? Tell me about tell me about Mike over here. Yeah. Is Mike a good yeah. guy? What is Mike? What motivates Mike? So you just uh-huh. use it to their advantage. So what I do is just I just take people for who they are. And I just use their words against them yeah. to make it seem like we're on the same team, which we are. But yeah. it just helps them create a better culture with each other. So what we're going to dive into a little bit is some of the harder stuff, man, because a lot of times people see where we are today uh, and they don't understand the, the transition. Right. So you and I spend a lot of time talking. Right. So like. Um, and you know, both of us was one of the few people in our family to make it out of high school. One of the few, fewer people in our family to make it out of college. I mean, how many people graduated from college in your family? It's low. I'll say probably four. Four? Yeah. Like what about your, between like your mom, dad, Neither one sisters? Neither, not my mom or dad. Um, the four is all my sisters and brothers. So all of y'all. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And so, you know, and for me, for me, it's probably around the same. My mom and dad met in job court. Uh, so uh, they finished, they didn't finish the high school that they started at, you know, uh, but yet they had the, the foresight to know that like my son need to do that. Like, you know, so it's been a cool transition, but they don't understand that like, so we go from only one, one of the few to graduate from high school, one of the fewer to graduate from college. Uh, now, one of the few were to have, like, uh, at least up to date, to this point, successful marriages. Yep. And, like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And, uh, and we both married outside of our race. Yep. And, like, people don't understand, like, uh, the mental fortitude of some of the things that happen in that transition. Yep. So, like, um, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about this. So, like, uh, 
growing up, like uh, growing up being a, growing up in Detroit where a hundred percent of your friends was black. Yep. To going to Clarenceville where outside of the people that you run with you, now you drop into two percent of your friends is black. Yep. Now making the transition to the real world, where how often are you the only black person in your group? Often. <laughs> yeah, super I mean, often. probably ninety. 95% of the time yeah. I'm the only black person even in my work yeah. right now so so how do you how, growing up uh, with a certain type of I mean with people that look like you in a certain culture yep. to being the only one and that culture is foreign to most yep. uh, like what are some of the difficulties that you had to experience and how did you surpass that let me start off by saying this I'm going to tell you a story about how quick story about how one of Probably my first month when I went over to Love the Wine in Clarenceville. Mm-hmm. Me and my boy Los, we both went to the school together because um, we did everything together when growing up. <sighs> Every day we walked through the hallways. We made a game because of how often we would just get funny looks and stares. Wow. We made a game of how many times did people stare at us throughout that day. We would count it out every day because it was so common for us. At first when we got there, we had no. We were we were like. Oblivious to it. Why are people looking at us like, uh-huh. like, are we? Is, is there something we're missing yeah, here? Yeah, like we yeah. walked, through, we used to walk through between classes. Like, why are people just staring at us? Like, yeah. we've never seen like a black person before. Yeah. So then we like, this is weird. So we asked each other because we didn't realize it was happening to both yeah. of us. So we asked okay. like, wait, Lois, is that happening to you? He's like, yeah, bro. People just stare at me, and I'm just like, all right, let's start counting how many people stare at us. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. like, this is weird. I'm pretty sure throughout just a normal school day. We both counted over 50 times Holy shit. a day where people, we, we're just walking through the hallways getting to our next class and we just have people like, and it's not like somebody just looking at you quick, yeah. right? Like and looking at you in the hallway quick. It was the energy like, to it. It was like people were like looking at you, like kind of giving you funny faces and just like staring at you. Cause what we do is we walk past them uh-huh. and then we try to like turn our head a little bit and see if they're still looking at us. And uh-huh. that's what we, that was like, oh, they still looking at us. That yeah. counts. <laughs> so we will be like. 20 feet past them and we turn around and they still just like staring at us and we just like what are we missing something like yeah. if there's something that's not that we don't understand yeah but like that was the environment when we okay. first got that was my first like life experience with that yeah so starting off from the gate i'm just like i was just really uncomfortable gotcha. honestly when i first went to clarenceville my first I'll probably say my first three months. And do you have anybody to talk to about that? Not besides the person that I came with. <laughs> yeah, besides yeah. Logan. And y'all experiencing that at the same time. We're experiencing the same thing. Yeah, okay. So we would just be like, what, like, are, we just didn't understand. Are we missing something? Yeah, Is there gotcha. something that we don't, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. it made us completely uncomfortable for the first three months we were at gotcha. Clarenceville. Because we were just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. People just, like, stare at us like they've yeah. never seen a black person in their life before. Even though there was other black people in the school, gotcha. but we were just the new black people, so yeah. they were just like, I don't know, it was just kind of a weird experience. So really, growing up, my first experience with her was completely awkward. It was it made me completely uncomfortable for a lot of my life, which made me question, why am I here? Yeah. When I first got to that school, I'm just like, why am I here? Then? Yeah. Like this is weird. Like this is I've never dealt with something like this before. Yeah. And I'm trying to understand like how do I. How do you get past something like that? You have no one, like you said, you have no one to talk to. You have the person that I'm talking to, what's happening to him too. (laughs) (laughs) There's nobody else that could understand or relate what we were doing. So I'm just, I was, honestly, I was lost when I first got there. And I'm just like, I was like, I don't know, maybe this isn't for me. I'm, at first I was like, I got to go back. I mean, I was telling myself, I didn't tell anybody else else this, 
Gotcha. But when I, I'm thinking to myself, like, I can't do this. Yeah. This ain't for me because yeah. if this is how life is, like, this is weird. Why am I getting stared at? Like, I, like I'm, like, you've just never seen a black person before. Yeah. Like, they were just giving you, uncom- it just made you uncomfortable. Gotcha. And you don't want to go to school uncomfortable every day. You wake up and you're just like, you have no motivation. Gotcha. Like, you woke up and you had no motivation to go to school because you're like, I, I don't feel right. I don't feel like I belong with them. Mm-hmm. They're making me feel like I don't belong. Exactly. Because... So that was kind of just my first experience that I want to grow, like, I just want to talk about. Like, that was me growing up. That was, it was just completely uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I have nobody to, and we had nobody to talk to. Talk to because the person that I would talk to, it was having experience. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was his first time experiencing yeah. it too. So we both were. They just, didn't have a Ray and a Lonnie to be like, yo, hey, Ray, Lonnie, and be like, yo, this is just a part of the transition for them too. Yeah. Like, Livonia Clansville wasn't a racist place. No. Like, you know, but. But black people from Detroit was a foreign thing. Yeah. And like whenever anything foreign, a foreign bug, a foreign anything, you kind of look at it. You don't know what to do or how to trust it, you know. So like it's nothing against them, but it's just nothing. all about our experience yeah, inside. Just, yeah, it was just my experience. And it was I, I, and the thing is, nobody I knew could relate. That was I think that was more of the bigger problem. That's the hard thing. Um, every single person that I was friends with, they all never really been around white people yeah. as much as I was. Yeah. Um so I couldn't go home and talk to my family about it because uh, they just didn't understand. That's oh. like I couldn't just walk home. Like I got out of school, whatever, three o'clock, whatever, got home. It's not like I could just talk to my sisters or my mom or my dad about it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't understand. They would just say, You're fine, like just go to school, right? But, yeah. And like not to cut you off, but like I just want people to know <laughs> that like this is why when I'm going through situations like in my everyday life, even to this day, sometimes like especially with all the political stuff that was going on yep. and some of the things that happened, that's why it's so potent for our relationship to stay straight because you one of the few people that I can go to that we got the same experience that like we can talk to and yep. we already experienced a lot of it. So like you at least understand where I'm coming from. Yep. Therefore, your your perspective and advice is muchly needed. And, like, either to validate what I was thinking, like, is it okay for me to feel this way? Or I have to switch my mindset because of this. Like, you know, we both was leaders. We both grew up in in environments that was all black. And we both now reside in environments that we tend to be the the only one in in 95% of the situations. Which isn't the worst thing in the world. But it comes with a cost. And it comes, it's cool when you got somebody that you can call and be like, what you think about this? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, so how, how do you deal with it uh, these days? Or does it still affect you these days? Or is it still moments where you, like, like uh, feel uncomfortable and it's like, man, I got to... What do you do in those situations? I mean, like you said, one, it's good to have somebody that can relate. So, obviously, you're a big part of that. Cause yeah. You're, you're, you're a big part of my support system in that sense. But I definitely still deal with it. I mean, even in my work environment now. I mean, I would say, like I said, 90% of the time, I'm the only black person in a meeting, for example. Um, how I deal with it now, it, it, it kind of sucks to say, but you just, you're just kind of used to it now. Yeah. Um, uh, and I yeah. wish I wasn't. Like, I hate saying that. Yeah. I don't want to be used to being the only yeah. black person in a room. Yeah. But I'm just kind of used to it now. And honestly... I'm more surprised if there's another black person in the meeting than yeah. I'm surprised, yeah. <laughs> more surprised if, if, than me being the only black person yeah. because yeah. that's just normal now for me. Yeah. Um, I wish it wasn't normal because I, I think that obviously we need to get a lot more diverse in the yeah. workplace and you yeah. know everything in general. Yeah. Um, but honestly, how I deal with it is just, it seems like just another day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- and do you point, ever question sometimes like you're not doing enough? 
to make more people in the meeting look like you? Or or how do you deal with situations where, let's just say somebody say something that's kind of offensive, mm-hmm. uh, but you, you're the only one. So, like, it's a catch-22. You say something and make the entire damn place awkward. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Or you just let it fly. Like, what's that reaction? Because that's something I still deal with today when when people say certain things. And I'm like, fuck, that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool. But I, I know if I say this, it can affect me financially. It can affect me, like, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, socially. Like, you know, uh, and I'm always playing this game of when should I say something, should I say something. Or more importantly, how to say it if I do. Like, I have been more vocal than ever yep. uh, because I feel like... Like, I feel like we got good perspectives. Like, you know, we've we both been in both environments. If they only been in an environment, one environment, it's not their fault. they just ignorant to the fact. Yep. They might not know that this is offensive. Yep. So, like, what's the balancing act that you that you play with? Do you ever say something or, like, how do you I think, do that? So, I will say this. You should always say something. Okay. No matter, if it's offensive to you, then you need to let them know that. Okay. I think that's important because, one... They might not know it's offensive. Okay. What they doing, they might not even know, right? Gotcha. Because, like you said, they haven't been a part of a different, a bunch of different environments, so they might not be sure. I think it's about how you approach them. Okay. Um, I think that's. Do you have an example do. where where somebody yeah, kind of said something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you do is so. What I did is there's been a time when somebody says something in a meeting, and I'm okay. just like, like what oh, kind of like? I mean, it was just something like borderline racist okay but i don't think they realized it was borderline racist gotcha and i'm just like wait you can't say that like but we're in a meeting with 10 other people i'm not gonna go out there it's, it's about how you approach them, gotcha. right okay if i would have said something during that meeting in front of everybody it probably would have been a defensive defensive automatic, automatic like hey why, why are you calling me out in front of everybody yeah, like gotcha. this? what you got to do is you send them a message on the side and say hey you don't want to let them know that you want to talk to them about that particular gotcha. thing because then they're just going to kind of be in defense mode okay. already. Okay. So what you do is just either you just call them and say, hey, I want to talk to you real quick. Or send them a message, whatever it is, however you communicate with them. You just give them a call mm-hmm. and say, hey, I don't know if you meant this this way. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to be honest. This, what you said here in this particular situation, it just didn't really sit right with me. Gotcha. And I'm calling to just talk to you about it one-on-one. Like This is an open dialogue between gotcha. me and you. Right. That's private. It's private. It's, like yeah. I'm not trying to call you out in front of anybody. I don't know if you intentionally said that. I, I don't wanna I don't know what your intentions was. So gotcha. I'm not gonna call you out in front of everybody because then you would have been straight defense ball. Gotcha. So you just talk to them and say, Hey, what you just said here in this particular situation, that don't sit right with me, right? Because gotcha. I've been through some of the stuff that you're saying. Can you help me? And you just ask them, right? You gotta let them do mm. the talking. Okay. Because if you start off talking, they're going to come up, try to come up with different, like, no, I didn't mean it like this. I didn't yeah. mean it like that. So you start off with, can you help me understand what, what you're trying to say by that? Because you get them talking. Yeah. And then you try to get a better understanding of where their mindset is. Because if you start out talking like, hey, this is why this is offensive to me, this, this, and this, and this. The first thing they're going to say is, well, I didn't mean any of those things. Yeah. Uh... And that could just be their way of getting out of it. Mm. Mm. And they really could mean it. So what you do is you start off saying, hey, I just want to talk to you about it. Can you help me understand, like, where you're coming from? Like, I know you said this type of specific thing, but can you tell me what you meant by it? Do you understand, like, there could be history behind what you're saying? Uh, like, just let them talk. Let them vent. Let them okay. get it out. And then you go into, like, all right, well, I appreciate you saying that. Let me give you 
my reasons as to why this yeah. may be offensive. I mean, then you just give them real examples. Gotcha. That conversation can obviously go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. can still end up bad, but I think saying something is important. Okay. Because then at least, if even if they don't want to hear you, they may go look it up later and go educate themselves. Okay. They might not tell you that they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. But the thing is, it's all about educating people. Okay. Because right I think especially in this world right now where we're dealing with a load of pop political yeah. stuff then a lot of there's a lot of racial tension right now yeah honestly 100%. if we just gonna call it what it is yeah, there's yeah. a lot of racial racial tension right now yeah so i think just educating people or trying to educate people on what hurts you could help a lot of things because like you said he could have said that he or she could have said that and not and not have any idea yeah that it was offensive yeah so to call them out on a public platform in front of other people yeah they already don't like you right there. Exactly. And they're not going to give you a chance to understand Ever. anything. Ever. So you got to give them a private opportunity. Gotcha. But I think you always say something. Okay. You always, always say something. Even if you give yourself a week to think about it. Okay. Because you don't want to... you got to make sure it's not off raw emotion, yeah. too. Because yeah. you do it off emotion, you might say something you shouldn't say. Yeah. Um. So you just... I think you always need to say something. Gotcha. No matter what the situation is, you always say something. Just do it in the right form. Just okay. give them a chance to speak what they want to say first, though. And then you respond with what your thoughts are. I think letting them go first is key. I think I think what you said is potent. One thing I always say is like, uh, I say uh, I'm never wrong because I'm never trying to be right. I'm always trying to understand. Yep. So like like if we have uh, so prime example exactly what you said, and it took me years to do it because I'm passive by nature. So like I don't even want the attempt of conflict. Not really realizing that I got a communication style that that I can knock down tension. And just like, you know, if I'm my intent and energy is trying to understand, then it's hard for you to get defensive because I'm just asking you questions yep. like about how you think. And I'm not judging you based off on how you think. I remember training. I was training somebody and I heard somebody say something that uh, LeBron James needed to just shut up and play basketball. All right. Uh, sometimes I hear that uh, it, it bothers me only for the fact that. Like, I think everybody is entitled to their own form of thought. Yep. And uh, based on how they see the world, articulating uh, the world from their viewpoint. It's important because that's the only way we're going to get perspective. Yep. Right? Like, if you only tell people about the hood, but you're not willing to listen to uh, other people's experiences in the suburbs and how they grew up with a family that might have been financially successful, but the dad beat the mom and, and you know, uh, the kid never can surpass their dad because he owned this and this and this. Yep. That's a different set of problems, right? So, like, when I heard him say that, it bothered me because, uh, one, LeBron James is one of my heroes and, and the stuff he do for the community, like, it's never talked about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what he did from YM, uh, YMCA's, uh, uh, donating millions, uh, even though people was mad at him, for going to Miami. Yep. Like, you know, uh, people didn't talk about everybody calling them the N-word and, and burning his jerseys in the process. He still gave all of that. He I'm started sure a he school. Has a, he has a school right now. Like, he got a school that's like doing great. <laughs> He's been sending everybody to college, hundreds of people to college since he was 18 years old. You know, uh, and he's a great father. He's a, he's a great role model. Like, you know, you don't necessarily have to agree with everything he says. But to tell him to shut up and just play basketball is uberly offensive. That's so, right. like, when I heard it, it struck because I'm like, that's not right. Yep. Once again, I was the only person, only black person in that environment. And it hit me hard at first. And, like, you know, and I was like, I got to say something. Because if I don't say nothing, he probably won't even know that 
that was kind of messed up. So I waited to after he was done training, and I waited by the door to act like I was doing something. When he came out, and I said, "Yo," I said, um, "Hey, man, uh, I just wanted to ask you a question because I, I said like, uh, like I look up to you. You prominent in the community, like, and I enjoy perspective. I hear a lot of people saying LeBron need to shut up and just play basketball. So I'm just curious of like your thought process in that because like you know uh, because whatever you say, even though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you say, I, I like to listen to it. Like, listen to whether I agree or not, it's just a different perspective. Yep. So I'm just trying to hear your understanding of why you think why he you should know. be quiet. And and, I, and he, he told me, and we didn't necessarily even agree at the end. Which is fine. But but I just wanted to let him know that, like, I mean, I just wanted him to, like, one, I wanted to get the understanding. Because other people think like that. So when I when I face that again uh, in, in these different groups, I can say, ah, oh, no. So now I can give perspective to them without offending them. Because yep. originally he was like up in arms, bro. He was he was pissed. Like it was yeah. almost like, yo, why are you even bothering me right now? Yeah. You know, but I broke the armor down because I just really wanted to understand where he was coming from. And that's what you gotta do. Yeah. And, you gotta and, try to loosen like let like let it let them ease up a little bit and realize you're not coming to attack them. Yes. You yes. You're, I'm not here to attack you. No. I truly want to have a, a educated conversation on your thought process and even if you don't want to hear mine, that's fine. I just want to hear your perspective so I can understand where you're coming from. That's it. And I tell people all the time, I don't want to have to give you my opinion if you don't want to. I'm not saying my opinion is right. It's not. Yeah. It's my opinion. It's just perspective. It's that's perspective. It. I like hearing other people's perspective and understanding where you're coming from. Yeah. That's that's what helps me, honestly, get through my day sometimes. I love hearing other people's perspective. That's it. I just need to understand the mindset of something. Yeah. Well, you stuck with your own, right? So, like, if yeah. you only listen to yourself, how can you ever grow? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. So like you know, and it's other people that think like that. Yeah. And it's other people that like think like you. So like you know, neither one of them is better than the other. But like, if we want to make this world a kinder place, we have to understand that people think different, and we have to embrace it. Like a lot of times, people try to make like I'm right, you wrong. It's it's very rarely the case. All right, killing is wrong. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I get you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but even even that is like perspective. Somebody. Broke in your house and and tried to take your daughter and wife. The perspective changes, right? Yeah, you, if killing is wrong, like you know what I'm saying, in that situation you shouldn't do nothing. You can't. Like, just, yeah, it's, it's, it's either you or them, right? You yeah. or your fa- them or your family. You gotta yeah. make a decision. Nothing decision. is plainly right or wrong no. without without the sense of perspective. Right? Thank you for listening to the Raise Ramblers podcast. I hope it brought you value this week. If it did, make sure you subscribe and follow Ray's Ramblings on social media. If you want the key points, bonus materials from this episode and future episodes, head over to raysramblings.com slash podcast and sign up for the Ray Club. You'll also get special perks, early access, and weekly motivation sent directly to your inbox, people. All of it for free. Just by signing up, for the Ray Club at raiseramblings.com slash podcast. Again, thanks for listening, people. Have a great week and be the best version of yourself.